Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today I am talking about the continual trumpet blast from the monstrous regiment of Beth Moore battle axes. Now that was a title from John Knox in 1558 that I translated. Uh, he wrote, uh, he was a Scottish reformer and a minister, and Knox wrote a treatise called The First Blast of the Trumpet Against the Monstrous Regiment of Women. Now, in that treatise, Knox proffered the argument that it was unnatural for women to rule, and it was contrary to the Bible. The archaic word monstrous meant unnatural, and it's often written monstrous today, meaning hideous or frightful. Regiment back then meant rule or government. Then, in 2011, a member of Team Pyro, Phil Johnson, at his team blog Pyromaniacs, riffed off Knox's title. He posted a blog named the first blast of the trumpet against the monstrous regiment of discernment divas. He wrote at that time, 11 years ago, quote, the following video from the recent Psalm 119 conference in Keller, Texas, sponsored by Wretched, featuring Todd Friel. Todd dragged me on stage to discuss the elephant room and other issues related to wall-building, biblical discernment, bad discernment ministries, shrill and sharp-tongued women who fancy themselves called to ministries of full-time criticism, and a few other interesting topics, end quote. Now, at that blog, sadly, the video he spoke of is no longer available, but the lengthy comment section is still there and interesting, Johnson apparently spoke spontaneously at that conference 11 years ago about the then influx of women claiming the gift of discernment, but not employing it in charitable or even biblical ways. He said, and I excerpt some of his comments, quote, in short, I was referring to those very vocal, mostly but not all female, self-styled discernment specialists who seem to think screeching angry emotions are as good a response to heresy as carefully reasoned biblical answers. He also said, the pejorative that was floating in my mind during that conversation with Todd is actually a biblical term, busybodies. They relentlessly pestered me with everything from silly taunts and insults to the crassest sort of slander. And Johnson also wrote of these discernment divas, their watch blog style criticism consisting of raw passion or verbal hysterics instead of rational or biblical arguments are especially prone to fire off rabid posts and caustic comments without sufficient forethought. And finally, Johnson said, these discernment divas tend to be incorrigible when you try to point out 
that this is not a good thing. In fact, they seem to like to drum up campaigns and comment flurries and virtual tar and feather mobs when anyone questions their technique. That's the end of Phil Johnson's comments in the comment section referring to his blog about these discernment divas back in 2011. He definitely got his point across. And that discussion back then, both from the conference and afterward on his blog, it did make waves. That's why I remember it. Now, 11 years ago was only a few years after the year of the blog, 2003. That was when Google bought Blogger's platform and made it available to the whole world. WordPress launched that year too. Now anyone and everyone suddenly had a blog and could publish anything they wanted for better or for worse. In the Christian realms, people found blogging a wonderful way to propagate Christian principles or theology or practical living ideas or more. And just being able to publish scripture alone That was a revelation, wonderful. But with great visibility, great foolishness is often revealed. Proverbs 17.27 says, One who withholds his words has knowledge, and one who has a cool spirit is a person of understanding. And the next verse in Proverbs 17.28 says, Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. Now, fools are fools for a reason. They don't know when to remain silent. When blogs became a thing, there was a sudden birth of discernment bloggers, people, women included, who misjudged their supposed gift of discernment and used this gift as an excuse to tear down, destroy, and slander, and simply be cruel. They do not display the gifts of the spirit, nor do these people exemplify the virtues of a godly woman. Now turning today and my title, the continual trumpet blast from the monstrous regiment of Beth Moore battle axes, refers to um, an interaction this week that Josh Bice had with Beth Moore. Now, Josh Bice is G3 Ministries leader and pastor of Praise Mill Baptist Church. And Beth Moore, of course, is the CEO of Living Proof Ministries. Now, this interaction that they had did not go well. Moore had said in a previous tweet that she was pleased with her vines at her home producing grapes. And quote, if Jesus is trying to get me to have a crush on him, it's working. Hers was a blasphemous statement, and Bice chided more for it. And that is why the interaction devolved immediately. Moore did not take the chiding to heart, not a shocker because she never does. But her followers, for which this essay is titled, dove immediately into mob mentality with screeching that could be heard from pillar to post. At the blog, I've rounded up some of the responses to 
Spice's chiding of Moore's grapes crush statement and put them in a collage for you to read. And those were the PG rated responses. Now, of the defenses I've seen this week of Beth Moore from these women, particularly surrounding um, her, but also other times, these mobs um, defending their idols, I stand amazed at how, yet again, the Bible is so real and vivid and relevant and present. I see the verse from Genesis 6-5 brought to life before my very eyes, which says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. What a statement about unsaved man or woman's natural state. I am truly amazed that people who profess Christ would be so free to slander and condescend and make tirades and say such awful things. But of course, most of them only profess but do not possess the spirit. And sinners are indeed ugly and sin is indeed rampant. Instead, ladies, of being shrieking feminist harridans, instead of unteachable snarks and uncorrectable mockers, instead of slanderers and harpies, women in God's economy can and should be so much more. We have the Holy Spirit. With his help, we can be what God called us to be, gracious, modest, wise, hospitable, kind, discreet, humble, respectful. So in one sense, as ugly as it is to read such comments from the Beth Moore mob, and as harsh as those comments are against their intended recipients, which sometimes is me, these women help me to see the contrast between worldliness and godliness. I mean, not that I need such illustrations to obey God, but their behavior motivates me in the other direction. Seeing such ugliness on display illustrates the ugliness of sin and the importance of kind speech, the beauty of submission, the elegance of humility. Virtues that God wants us to cultivate are beautiful, and they are for the common good. I don't need to test God in this, but trust him in this. Now, there is no in-between. We can be a crone or a queen. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a thoughtful day. Thank you.